you said you flew a lot this week. I did fly a lot this week. <clears throat> I'm super jealous. Yeah, it was one of those things. So the first one I knew about, right? So the, the week before, he was like, hey, you got to come pick me up or drop me off up in Oklahoma. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And the next day, he calls me in the morning, like first thing, and he goes, um, I need you to come pick me up from Waco. And I was like, I'm torn because I want to do it, but oh. I also need, I need to get stuff done. Sure. Because we had meetings that week, or yeah, this past week. I'm always eager to punt on real work for flying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, so that's, yeah, I was like, ah, really? Real work that's time sensitive. Mm, I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. I'm going flying. Let's go make airplane noises. <laughs> oh, man. And then some guy in the pattern tried to kill us. That was fun. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pro controlled fields. Yeah, so much better. And I think, you know, if we get Kyle on here, we'll probably talk about that because he learned to fly in uncontrolled fields and I learned to fly in controlled fields. Yeah. So he always is super comfortable going to those. And I very much rather go to a class B. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Controlled field. Oh, no, no, no doubt about it. And it's funny because there's one side of me that I'm like, oh, man, there's so many cool airports that are non-towered fields. Yeah. And it's, you know, you land and it's much more casual. I, I fe- the feeling is casual. I don't know if it's necessarily truly casual because you're always on high alert for somebody to just come, you know, Nordo and come slamming into you. Yeah, uh, because the, we the Fitchburg way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That place was a death trap. Well, that and the runways are always like Wrong. off-roading. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't miss that everywhere at all. You had to like grab the yoke and just put it to your chest so you don't dig in that nose wheel and do a cartwheel. <laughs> Okay, let's uh let's do this for realsies. Oh, hang on. This is a podcast. Life Adventures with Pete and Simpson. Just two guys talking about their travel and life adventures across the world. Let's get into this. You know what? The end of the year, you know what that brings? Lists. And you check it twice. Um, Find out who's naughty or nice. Oh, man. What a great... Eggnog? Oh, eggnog's the worst. It's so gross. And I drink it every time. Uh, I'm like, this is disgusting. Let me get some. (laughs) That's like the, hey, this, this smells bad. Smell it. (laughs) <laughs> that's the that's that the beverage the, yeah. that's the beverage equivalent oh, of this that. doesn't taste right you should taste this <laughs> oh, it's so bad you should have some anyway let's talk about top lists that we've created sure so let's kick it off you know let's go with airports we visited a lot of airports some new some old yep in some 2019 some, some bar some <laughs> what ones are blue <laughs> Probably um, JFK. The cold ones? The cold ones, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about our favorite airports, our top 10 airports. Okay. So I like this. Are we going to go in alphabetical order? God, I hope not because Ooh, I can't even. We did not put those. <laughs> we no, did not put that list in alphabetical yeah. order. Nah, just burn through the list out as is. So let's start with the easy one. Sure. DFW. I've heard of it. Yeah. It's one that we fly out of. Now, why do you like this airport? So I like the airport for a number of reasons. The first one being for a home base airport, it is super easy to park and to get where you're going. 
yeah. as far as like the gate goes. Yeah. I think parking right up, you, you have the option, if you prepay, you know, hashtag pro tip here, if you prepay, you normally get like 40% off. Yeah, it's crazy. And you're parking at the terminal. Yep. So you get out of your car, you walk across the street, and you're at the gate, or you're at the security to go to the gate. So I think easeability, or easy um, accessibility. Accessibility. That's what I was going yeah. for. Ugh. Vocabulary. <sighs> Hashtag coffee. Yeah, I was going to say morning <laughs> edition. So yeah, that, I think that's that's the allure to me. It's a big airport. It's uh, in the top five as far as busiest airports in the country. So you have a lot of, if you fly one airline, you have a lot of options. You can pretty much go nonstop just about anywhere in the world. It is centrally located in the US. So you're you know, going just a yeah, couple Yeah, you're of, equidistant to so many places, yeah. West Coast or East Coast here. And I, I think that's actually, that's one nice thing about like travel lag and jet lag these days is that it's maybe a two hour time zone hop. Yeah. So that's, that's domestically. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's less, that's more the location than the airport itself. The airport is generally typically pretty clean. I yeah. would say some of the terminals are better than others. Some of them need a new, you know, refresh, but for the most part, the, the terminals are pretty nice. Yeah. I think I a hundred percent agree with you on the accessibility of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a large airport, but getting in and out of the airport does not, it's not like some of these other airports that are the large major airports because yeah. there's no one central parking location that the rest of the airport is built around. It's yes. all these small satellites that they set up. And I think that's really the difference of like a master plan airport, like what DFW was versus a airport that's expanded way beyond <laughs> what it should be. And they're just trying to cram a whole bunch of stuff in there to make the system work. Looking at you, Logan. Yeah. Logan. Mm. To talk about the cleanliness where I fly United out of here all the time, which is Terminal E. Mm-hmm. And when I first started flying Terminal E, it was old and dumpy and needed some work. It is brand new now. Oh, yeah. It, and it is a beautiful terminal. Gorgeous terminal. And there's yeah. there's two two other terminals aside from E that are, are carbon copies, right? You have the yep. international one, which is huge just yep. in overall interior size on the gate side. Yep. So tons of shops, tons of restaurants. It's actually- It's multi-level. Yeah, multi-level, which I know some airports, you know, typically the second floor is all your lounges. Yep. Uh, up there, they have restaurants and shopping. Yep. Terminal A is also like that. So every once in a while, I fly out of A and it's, it's super nice. Like you said, clean, brand new, modern. Then you get Terminal C and it's like- Yeah, I've been through Terminal C before. It is not nice. It's like a third world country in that terminal. (laughs) It's like the best terminal at Logan. Oh, two burns in Logan. Oh, gotcha. You know, the other nice thing is about DFW is you don't have to open the trunk of your vehicle to park your car. (laughs) You know, it's funny. When I was flying out of there two years ago, I didn't have to do that either. I never had to open up my trunk. At Logan? Yeah. Yeah, but it sounds like it's a more recent thing, and I think it's a more recent thing during the holidays. I remember it when I flew out of there. That was like ten years ago. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It, I think it might depend on where you park too. True. Yeah. So that's that's DFW number one. Number one in a no particular order. Yeah, we're not. This is not a, a best list as far as like a that was number ten. We're just going through our top ten airports yeah. as they came to our minds and we made the list. That's, yeah. This is no particular order. And in no particular order or coincidence, let's talk about Detroit. So we're going from DFW to DTW. I don't spend a lot of time in Detroit. So So the only reason why, yeah, this is me. I used to connect out of there a lot when I was flying Delta out of New England. So it's a really nice airport. It's one giant, if you're flying Delta, it's one giant terminal. And while that is kind of a pain because you can't really... If you if you land at one end of the terminal and have to get to the other end, there is an internal tram, but it's a long walk. It's just a really clean airport. There's a bunch 
of different options for food and it's it just seems like it's the efficiency of it is is pretty high you get in and out of there pretty quickly especially if you're connecting and again it's one of those airports that has since it's a hub of delta there's a lot of options as far as connections go so i think it just makes it really easy if you're going to anywhere else right i think the last time i went through detroit was probably 2013 i actually really like the terminal yeah i think it's super clean and i think it's it's very well laid out but i don't i don't go no. there that often because i don't fly on I don't, delta i don't fly delta anymore either but i just it, i remember it being one of those airports that i always if i had to to make a connection if there's so when you type in your departure airport and your arrival airport and you're looking through the list and you have to connect and that one would pop up i felt pretty good about picking that one over another one that i'll name here at the end (laughs) (laughs) connecting out of that one as opposed to that other one i think it's just it was just an easier airport it's never had any issues going in and out of there like you said clean a lot of options for things and uh it just it, it was nice i liked it and big so another thing that i think goes into the criteria of these airports that we're listing is just comfort factor. The gate area at DFW and in, in Detroit, uh, yeah, Detroit are much nicer, right? You have a more room, I True. feel like, whereas some of the airports that we go to, there's like a row of seats and that's it. Yep. And every, if you're not there two hours before your flight, you're standing. That's so where, I think that's where lounges come in. Oh, well, see, I don't have that lounge access. I got that lounge access. It's yeah. worth it. Uh, totally worth it. Well, worth it for you because you get it for free. I don't get it for free. You don't? I pay for it. Yeah. I do. I, don't. I get it discounted, but... The only thing that would make sense is this for us to get a uh, family one. I don't fly enough on my own Yeah, to ne- really make sense. Cool. <laughs> do they offer family ones? I yeah. I didn't even know that they yeah. do. Yeah, American offers a family one. Oh. Yeah. And we thought about getting it, but it's like a thousand bucks. Yeah, it's only like three fifty, four hundred bucks for my lounge pass, and that's money well spent throughout the year. Well, yeah, because you're flying a lot. Yeah, especially on the holidays, it's totally worth it because there's no riffraff, no unseasoned travelers. Ooh, out there. listen to that previous episode where we talk about unseasoned travelers and what unseasoned. Oh, I'm still uh, uh, unseasoned travelers. <laughs> All right, so you take this next one since you fly there. I've only flown there once, and that was a number of years ago. Houston. Yeah. Houston has two airports, though. So specifically, the one I'm referring to is IAH. The International. Intercontinental. Ooh. George Bush Intercontinental Airport is what the name of it is. Why do they call it Intercontinental? Uh, Because it's inter with the Continentals. It used to be Continental Sub. (gasps) Oh, that. Wow. That I never even connected that. I was like, why don't they just call it International? Intercontinental. It's a United hub now, but after the United Continental merger, this was previously, it was a continental major hub for uh, continental. It's also the gateway for United to Latin America. Oh. So that's where they, similar to what DFW and American Airlines do out of out of here, you mm-hmm. know, being it be everything south of here, uh, United does the same thing with Houston. It's a nice airport. They're actually in the process of remodeling most of it and... It's nice and, you know, it was fairly modern to begin with. So yep. it's, it's, it's really getting up into a nice level. There's a good amount of lounges there. There's Polaris lounges there for those of us that are flying in first class internationally. Ooh, humble brag. Yeah. And the, there's, there's also private restaurants there that uh, insiders would know about, but oh. outsiders wouldn't know about. Oh, that's yeah, there's, fancy. Yeah, there's, United does that at their, at their major hubs. There's like Newark has one, Houston has one. It's, it's literally like you go to one of the restaurants and you have to have a reservation and all that stuff. And you give them the information that you have and they take you all the way through the restaurant to a back door and then around a corner into a completely separate private hidden room that has a completely different menu. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
That's awesome. How often do you do that? I've only done it once. Okay. Because it requires a reservation and yeah. And I usually when I am going through a hub or which is always, yeah. but my flights probably change three or four times before I ever actually get on the airplane. Cause I'm, I'm always 24 hours to go. I'm trying to find something better, maybe a better connection or the weather changed somewhere. So I'm trying to avoid that hub or, you know, it's always my travel plans are always in flux, but hmm. Houston's a good option for me because it's only a three hour or three and a half hour drive from Houston to my house. If, if, if it comes all, down to if that. all else fails, I've only ever had to do the drive once. And that was because of a thunderstorm that delayed us in Orlando, getting out of Orlando. Oh, so you missed your connection to back up to DFW. Yep. Oh, okay. And that was the 4th of July. So there was, the sky was illuminated. Illuminated, illuminated with with America. <laughs> Actually, just Chinese explosions. Yes. Okay. But Houston's, uh, it, it's you get some cool aircraft in there too. They've got the Antonov 124 that comes in there on a regular basis. Oh. There's a, a lot big of, cargo airplane for those who don't know. There's a lot of heavy cargo that goes through there. There's a couple A380s that come in there. Oh wow. Emirates, Lufthansa, Air France. Air France does as well. Yep. There's a lot of A350s that go through there. United uses it as a 787 hub. So there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff that comes through huh. there. Air New Zealand goes there with their 787. Oh, really? Yeah. I think they're actually starting up into DFW. Or maybe no. I think American is doing a nonstop to, to Australia. Auckland. Yeah, to Auckland. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, did, I did read that. Yeah. I really like Houston. It's clean, great restaurants. They've got one of everything in there. There's a the train network, the terminal connection system yep. is good. Yeah, yeah, pretty solid. It, it's it's a large airport, and sometimes you occasionally get the awful connection that's on one end, <laughs> but you have to go way to the other end. Yeah, I mean it, it runs every I think it's every ninety seconds a train. Comes oh, that's by. nice. Yeah, so it makes it quick. It's quick. So on the same kind of hub topic sfo because sfo is a united it's a united hub also yeah Uh, and so i'm not gonna i I don't don't have anything to add to houston because i the last time i flew in there was when i was a teenager so i it's probably changed there is one of one of the uh departures out of houston i always enjoy because you know there's a lot of east-west runways but then there's also a a northwest southeast runway Mm -hmm. and usually they depart you off of there and they're landing east-west, mm-hmm. and they'll take you off out of there, and it's usually a quick turn. What do you mean by a quick turn? Like, you're 500 feet, and you're banking. Yeah. And I love Get that it. every time. And one of, uh, depending on where, where you're going, but they'll usually turn directly over the airport, so you're climbing up over the airport as you're with everybody landing underneath you, and it's, it's a... On a nice clear day, it's it's pretty it's pretty beautiful. I'm trying to think of other airports, there are a couple of other airports where you do like a climbing turn above the airport. Boston's like that. Yeah, Boston's like yeah. that. Manchester's also like that. What else? Other airports? SFO to an extent. SFO sends them out over the bay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's talk about let's, SFO. Yeah. So me. SFO. So the last time I was in SFO was two years ago, I think. I was, and yeah, I was there earlier this year. You were? Oh. Yeah. So I I really like SF, SFO. It's a it's a, again one of those like airports that has a lot of connections. So what you get that kind of variety of travelers and aircraft. So it's when you land, it's really cool to see all the different airplanes that are there, of course, being a Well, and usually on the geek. approach, too, it's a parallel approach. So yeah. you'll have another airplane that is super close to you. There are no two runways in the commercial hubs that are closer than the runways. No, because there's a lot of airports. I mean, DFW being one of them, Atlanta, Chicago. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Uh, Orlando, but the, Orlando doesn't have the volume. Yeah. That you ever really get a parallel. Like I JFK has it too. Yeah. And, but I think the only times that I really see aircraft that are right next to us are Atlanta, DFW, 
O'Hare, and that's pretty much it. And of course, SFO, but SFO, they get like real close to yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, it's like blue angels flying out there. It's, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> it is very cool. And it's, I think, unnerving for some people who don't understand what's going on. The aircraft operations in SFO for me make that airport fun to fly to. The okay. actual terminal is just all Meh. right. Yeah. And the getting to and from the airport is garbage. Uh, horrendous. And I would, you know, I would, uh, I would add to this. SFO, make it SFO slash LAX. Oh, yeah. I feel uh, all the th- comments that I have for SFO are the same for LAX. There's a unique selection of aircraft that are always there. Yep. There's a unique selection of airlines that are always there. It's a interesting approach. SFO specifically because you're right in, right in lockstep with somebody else. Yep. Usually. And we've had, like, I've had, uh, you know, 747s when you're in an Embraer 170 and you just look out and there's a 747 just yeah out there. and you can like see into the not see literally into the windows but you can see like the, the yeah, pilots they're, they're so close yeah they're real close the cool thing about um, LAX is that on departure it's kind of unnerving you fly due west yep. out over the ocean and then at some point there's a, a a waypoint out there that you do a 180 degree turn and then you climb back over the airport. Yep. That one's pretty cool. I'm trying to think LAX is also cool in the sense of it's like right in a city area and there's a bunch of airports, other airports around it. So there's like a lot of air traffic. I've actually flown over LAX to go to an airport that was a mile away from LAX. And it's like, you can't cross that highway because if you cross that highway, you're in, you know, LAX's airspace and they will yell at you. Yep. And you'll get in real trouble. I enjoy the departure out of San Francisco too, because a lot of times it'll be a parallel departure too. Yep. Get up to 500 feet and then everybody, you know, the left runway breaks left, right runway breaks right. Yep. And then you're, you know, it's, you know. It is cool. To go back to a previous episode, it's racing. (laughs) (laughs) A little car racing. Yeah, a little car racing. So I will, just to throw back, you mentioned something about the departure. You like departure. So there are two. I like departures. There are two airports that are kind of special to me. So when I fly out of DFW, uh, anytime, any airport that I fly out of, that's my home airport. I like to go look for the house. Sure. So it's rare that I get to do it at a DFW because more, more often than not, we're going eastbound. We're either going home up to Boston, we're going somewhere on the east coast. And it's rare that we go west because we live west of DFW by, I don't know, 20 miles or yep. 10, 15 miles uh, straight line. And it's very rare that we get the chance to go westbound and I get to see the house. Like we did it recently when we went to San Jose. So that that was cool. We got to do that. Or when we went to Palm Springs earlier this year or Vegas, you know, those opportunities. One thing I do, it's typically... It typically happens is when the wind's blowing out of the north, we'll fly pretty close to your house. Yeah. So I'll, I'll look for, there's a big tower out here. I'll look for the big, you know, sky rise tower that's yep. on the lake. I look for that and I'm like, oh, Pete's house is over there. Logan was the other way. We were living in Cambridge and anytime we'd blast off, you're, I mean, Logan, you're typically going westbound unless yep. you're going international. So we'd blast off westbound and we would literally be turning over our house in Cambridge. So I'd be like, oh, there's the street. Oh, hey, Jen's walking the dog. Who's that guy with Jen? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did that. um, uh, So my house here... I can usually find yeah. if we're coming in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Over here, especially now this time of year, because of the the leaves being excessive off. amount of holiday lights that are on my house <laughs> right now at the moment. Yeah. And we do do the same thing um, coming out of uh, Logan, my parents' house or their previous house out in Charlton. Mm-hmm. Always had you know my father and I would hang out and watch airplanes come out of Logan with the binoculars yep. every every night and watch the intercontinental flights go over over the ocean out of JFK and places like that. So I. 
I know exactly where the house is from the sky. It's right on the ring of the airspace for Worcester. Oh, okay. So I can literally pick it up. And there's the the big beacon that's always easy to find with like my house here or mm-hmm. with that house. There's a pool in the yard. Ah. And finding a house with a pool is so easy so from easy. the sky. Yeah. So I'd always always find that house. So a little bit of a side note from there. So sure. back onto the list. So we talked about Are you SFO. talking about a tangent? A tangent. We're known never for a contentious selection. I do not agree. Orlando International Airport. Worst airport ever. <sighs> See, I, I must have, I, I like it. I like Orlando. And it's because you drink that Disney Kool-Aid. I do drink that Kool-Aid <laughs> and I drink it all the time. But I think it, aside from that, there was a, a period of time where I was traveling down there probably once a month, if not once a quarter. So it had a little bit different of a feel to me. It was a, kind of a, a good time in life, I think. I wouldn't say it was the best time in life, but it was it was one of those like uh, there was a lot going on. There was a lot of fun stuff, a lot of cool, exciting new things. And I, I learned a lot during that period. But I was traveling down to Florida uh, quite a bit. Sure. And it just aside from it being related to a good time in life, it also is we go down there on vacation all the sure. time. So, the, uh, yeah. So it's Which a, is still a good time in life. Yeah, that's a good time in life. So I think that's why it's kind of high on my list as far as a, an airport. I, I do like the central hub. It is very easy to get in and out of there for the most part, regardless of if you're renting a car, if you're picking up a shuttle or if you're picking up an Uber or something like that. For m- more often than not, it's, it's relatively easy to get in and out of there. The satellite airport type layout can be kind of not so great. I need to, I'm hiding because I'm going to counterpoint all these things. <laughs> so the, it has the main airport or the main terminal area, and then yep. they have the satellite terminals and they're actually building a brand new international one at the moment, but it's super easy. I think you just hop on a tram, you get over to your gate. I will say some negatives about it is that there's not a lot of food options when you get over there yeah, that true. are, that are, there are food options, but it's like your fast food. And I can't partake in a lot of those. So it's kind of. I still think even with the fast food options, there's just not a lot of options. There isn't a lot of options. Um, The bathrooms are are pretty. Sticky icky? No, no. There's like, there's not a lot. The quantity as far as the, how do I want to put this? There's not a lot of stalls. There's not a lot of uh, urinals. You know what I mean? There's, you get in there and there's always a line. Yeah, I get it's Florida. And there's a line for everything. I mean, just go to Disney. There's lines everywhere. But it's, I don't like lines, especially in the bathrooms. Which is funny that you would put MCO on this list if you don't like lines. I, <laughs> I, I just like it for the, I don't, I, I like it for the nostalgia of it, right? For the feeling that I get and as soon as I And land. that's fair. Now I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. And why I'm wrong. Oh, <laughs> and then we can talk about Tampa because I think Tampa is a good airport. Tampa is my alternate. If I have to go to Orlando, I go to Tampa yeah. and I'll ride up with Kyle. Yeah. Here is why I don't like like Orlando. I've been through there dozens of times, so many times. And a lot of it has been similarly, you know, in a time period where I was going to Florida a lot yeah. and going there made a lot of sense for where I was going. I hate that airport because the security line is outrageous. Atrocious. It is really bad. And I've got TSA pre-check. Yep. I've got clear. Yep. I've got all the stuff that gets you through there fast. Everything is sticky. There are kids. Every it's it's, say, the, yeah, that, it's the novice travel capital. It is. I, of I was the just country. I was just thinking that same thing, and I didn't think about that when I was putting it on the list. That it is one hundred percent the leisure travel capital of the it's, world. Like if you have, <laughs> if you're out of the airport and you're trying to get somebody to pick you up, that line of cars coming in to pick people up is 
outrageous. Okay. It is uh, awful. I got, I got that one. It's garbage. It's a fun approach. I'll give you that. Sure. It's I'll, an interesting, I'll, yeah. yeah an interesting departure too. Yeah. I, uh, I don't mind the actual flying in and out of there. It's interacting inside the terminal or yeah. getting out of the terminal and going on the land side that just makes me crawl up a wall. Uh, all right. I'll give. So and I'm weather give, can be hit or miss there. Especially that's in the true. Summertime. Yeah. In the summertime when there's a thunderstorm just parked over the field, it's never fun. Yeah. That's what I, I get burned by that. So there's one. Uh, I'm going to throw one little just nugget out there. Nugget away. That might be its saving grace. So if you're coming down from the north or you're coming from the east, if you're traveling internationally, the approach typically takes you over Cape Canaveral. Yeah. So you can see like where they launch rockets and stuff like that. Yep. That's pretty cool. You can see the vehicle assembly building, the launch pads. Yeah, there was pads. a pretty cool photo, actually, of that. Uh, this past week was a Southwest 737. I saw that. With the with the SpaceX rocket yeah. behind it going up. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool photo. So, I mean, that's that's not really airport specific, but I'm going to make yeah, it it's, airport it's, specific. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, but on that flip coin, I think everyone can agree MCO is the worst. Uh, <laughs> Tampa is a good airport. I, lo- I actually really like Tampa. Tampa's um, done some upgrades recently. Yeah, they changed their uh, rental car facility. Yeah, that I'm not too stoked about. I'm all right with it. I don't like... One thing that I just really don't like is the off-airport or the uh, remote. The nice thing rental. about that is it's it's the scheduled shuttle train back the, and forth. Yeah, the train which is I nice. I think if you're going to do the remote uh, rental car facility, having that train system mm-hmm. that runs on that clock is the way to do it. Not like they do here at DFW. That's, That's one of my sad. only pet peeves about DFW is that bus service to yep. get you out there. Oh my God. If you've ever had to ride that bus to the rental car facility, it is the worst. Yeah. And the, the worst part is it's, like you said, it's 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 scheduled, but it's not like real schedule. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of arbitrary. Varied, yeah. There's a, a, too many variables that go into that. So I do like Tampa a lot. Great uh, food options. Yeah. Again, clean. Each terminal has a different like main restaurant in it too, which yeah. is also kind of nice. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful approach too, coming across uh, McGuire and coming across all the, is that McGuire? No, it's... Um, what is the air base out there? McDill. McDill. Yep, that's where it is. The yeah. other M word. Yeah. Oh, St. Pete. Yeah, you come over the beaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. beautiful. You it is really nice. You see the sharks in the water, yeah. the people that are fishing, not knowing that they're there. Yeah, they're getting it's, eaten. <laughs> it's easy to get in and out of on the on the land side also, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It does get a little confusing there. There's a bunch of roads that kind of converge not too far, like just south of the airport that I always get confused. It takes me a moment to yeah. remember. I'm yeah. like, oh, wait, what do yeah, I want? Yeah, you don't want to go towards St. Pete because once you get stuck on that bridge, oh, it yeah. is forever yeah. Yes. Turn back around for Enjoy that 30-minute delay. Okay. So let's, do you want to stay in the black or you want to go to the red? No, let's go to let's keep let's keep moving and then we'll get down to those those bottom four. Okay. So Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I like Milwaukee because it's one of those like small town big airports. It has that feel. It's it's very accessible. The the rental car is on site, more or less pretty easy. I do every once in a while I go in there and I'm like Am I going to have a rental car here? <laughs> I, I get that weird feeling that I'm just going to not get a rental car, even though I've already booked one. So, yeah, Milwaukee, I just I like it. It has it's it's starting to become I think they've done some changes to it. So it's becoming a little bit more friendly, accessible, Fre- frequent traveler Why friendly I keep using that word. What? Accessible. Accessible. Accessibility. Accessible. Efficient. Accessible. So I do like that airport and it's kind of has that funny, if people may have seen these photos that are out there, there's the recompobulation area. 
the what? Recombobulate. Recom- oh, recombobulate. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's right after security, and they put you that. Funny, gather your things. Gather your things. They put that sign up there. That's I always take a picture of because I think it's funny. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a great airport. It's a great alternative to some of the larger airports down in the south. I think so. There's a lot of stuff that I do like about Milwaukee okay. Airport. There's there's a little uh, history museum of the airport inside the airport, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. That tells the story. There's a vintage bookstore. Oh, in I didn't the, know that. Yeah, there's oh, a vintage cool. bookstore in there also that I've I've actually bought a book there. I read two paragraphs, <laughs> but I bought a book. You bought a book. That's I got to find that book. I was enjoying that book. I don't remember that. Here's what I don't like about Milwaukee. A woman named Rhonda. Rhonda is the attendant at the rental car facility for National Rental Car. And I have no problem calling her out by name or any of that because she is so god awful bad at her job. <laughs> That she does not deserve to have this job in customer service. Oh, boy. She missed the customer and service part of the title. I'm not the only person that's had a problem with Rhonda. Any person that rents through National in that facility can tell you a story about Rhonda and how inflexible Rhonda is. (laughs) And I've got status with that. I have an executive elite status, which is the highest status you can get on that. And they're always trying to bone you on rental cars at that place. Really? Yes. Oh, maybe you should get Avis. I mean, I do great with national everywhere else. We get, I've had Corvettes. I've had full size. Oh, you're just pissed because Kyle probably had a better car. No, Kyle also has a Rhonda story. Oh, okay. Yes. Rhonda is the worst. Ashley has a Rhonda story. You know, we were at Oshkosh one year and we were talking to a random customer and they started talking to us about an experience that they were having in Milwaukee with renting a car and how difficult it was. And I said, was it, do you happen to remember, was the lady's name Rhonda? And he goes, yes, that was her. (laughs) Like she's no notoriously bad at providing customer service, which when you're in customer service, customer service is the only thing you need to be providing the service to the customer. You said customer service a lot right there. Well, I don't think my point has landed quite <laughs> yet for Rhonda. Rhonda, if you're listening. So Rhonda ruined the entire airport for me. Uh, you know, it, it, which is an important lesson. I was going to say <laughs> it, it can come down to one person. Let's be yep. real. I mean, one person can ruin an entire airport, but the rest of the airport, I actually find it to be very accessible. It's easy to get in and out of. There's not a huge amount of traffic on the land side getting yeah. out of it. It's clean. It's modern. There's good options in there. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, there's some uniqueness about Milwaukee that makes it kind of a, you know, a little bit different, a little bit mm-hmm. more fun than some of the other places. Okay. Next one on that list. I think I got my eye on you, Rhonda. <laughs> Rhonda's going to subscribe. <laughs> no, she's not. She's no, do, she's not. She's going to hear about this and be like, I'm not subscribing to that. So next on the list is an airport that I haven't been to in a while. And I don't think you've been to at all. I don't think I've ever been to it. It just, it's one of those airports that it had, it kind of blew me away as far as I wasn't expecting much. And I got there and I was like, wow, this airport is really nice. Indy, Indianapolis has a great airport. It was super clean, super modern. It was just a a really nice airport, very well laid out. I I just remember getting there and being like, this is going to be a great time. The rental car is right across the street and it just all looked very new. I don't know if they've done... Now, this was like maybe five years ago that they had done some renovations, but it, it it's a great airport. I really enjoyed it. I've only been to Indy once, and I've never actually been inside the terminal. Right. We, we diverted there on our way to Chicago to get more fuel and wait out some weather. And that looked great from my window on the airplane, but uh, unfortunately, never was I inside. Yeah. It's just one of those notables on there that I had to put on the list because sure. I, I do like that airport. Well, we've been pretty heavy on the commercial side at, yeah. up, to, up to this oh, point. Oh, wait. There is one in bold bread that we need to cover. We can cover that at the end. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, top right. 
right one? Yes. Yeah, that'll be our. Yeah, okay, we'll that'll be our. Back. I mean, we got to bash one, right? You know what really grinds my gears? Mm-hmm. You know what an airport really sucks? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about GA airports. Yeah, GA airports, the the, the friendlier alternative. The Yeah, yeah. It in is, most right? cases, yeah. they are. So there's one that I had a recent experience at. It's um, Stearman Airport up in Wichita. And why it's so nice and why I put, thought it was worth mentioning out of all the other airports that I've flown to recently is it has a great little restaurant. And I shouldn't say little. It has a, a great restaurant. And I think what kind of sets um, those apart is the the kind of connection that it brings to the outside community. So there are countless restaurants at airports, right? It's kind of like the the thing to do is put a a midfield cafe or a, you know, prop, a prop cafe or prop restaurant or, you know, a flying restaurant or whatever you call it. It's the natural way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of restaurants that are kind of like those. Well, and they use that as a reason for people to come in and buy fuel and do all the stuff that they're going to do. They don't call it a hundred dollar hamburger because no one gets it. Obviously that's a kind of a big allure for, for pilots is to go fly to a place, get some food and and yeah, it's, it works out for the airport. It works yeah. out for the pilot convincing his wife that he needs, or husband <laughs> as it may be, yeah. uh, that they need to go fly. And there's a reason to go fly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's lunch. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's great, right? It's a great way to connect the community to the airport and see what value that general aviation has. And, Cause and, I think, and I think it's a great way to like, as a pilot to like, if I'm taking somebody up, so one of the things I try to do is take up people that don't fly right. and get them an experience and having a destination that's, you know, we'll go up and fly for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. land, have some lunch, fly 30 minutes, 40 minutes yeah. back. That's a great experience for somebody for the, who's not in GA, who you're trying to maybe get that, get that hook into. Right. And it, it kind of makes it a little bit more approachable, right? Oh, we're just going to go fly and have some lunch. Yep. You drive down the street and get lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not versus let's go up and do turns around a point. Yeah. Let's go find your house. <laughs> let's yeah. go find your house. Oh, uh, you, oh, you're in the, you're in the Bravo airspace. Okay. Never mind. Uh, never mind. So Stearman is one of those airports that kind of blew me away because they had a really nice restaurant. And I mean, not one of these, it just happened to be a restaurant type thing. It was like an accident. Like they, they it was found like a legitimate yeah, restaurant. They, yeah. It was a legitimate restaurant that was kind of purpose built and it kind of connected the airport and just, you know, things flying, but also made it like if I lived in that town, I'd go there for, you know, food if I was looking for, you know, whatever they had. But it's one of those areas that kind of transcends the lines between community and airport. Just, you know, there's definitely some restaurants out there that are an airport restaurant and that's what they are, right? There's, and well, and that's actually a funny trend. If you look at the next like handful of them that we're going to yeah. talk about, they're yeah. all, they all have restaurants that are on the field. Right. And I know that interesting food, can, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say assessment. Food seems to be one of these things that I think out of all of the top airport things that I've talked about, it's been like, oh, they have a good restaurant. Oh, yeah. restaurant. They only got Whataburger. Well, they and got it's water. not that exciting. So yeah, Stearman was one of those ones. And it seems like one of those airports that has just a, a strong community. It's just outside of Wichita, which I mean, is kind of the the central part for general aviation yep. anyway. And Folks in Duluth may disagree with you now, but of course, yeah, this is the birthplace of general aviation. I yeah. Should say. yeah. 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 Totally agree. So yeah, that was a good airport. What, what, so there's next one is up is on your list and I've never flown there. I've been there probably for the last six years I've been there, but never <laughs> flown there. I put uh, Lakeland on the list, Lakeland, yeah. Florida. And I've actually flown in there for sun and fun. And also just a couple extra times just because I was in the area and needing to do work and visit with customers and so forth. And that area. There actually is an air, a restaurant on the field there oh, no kidding. as part of the, uh, in the control tower building. There's a, there's, it's a pretty good restaurant. Oh. You know, they've got blue plate specials and stuff like that, which is nice. It's a nice, large runway. 
mm-hmm. which is in my wheelhouse because I like to fly a fast approach, according to Kyle. Do you really? Yeah, I fly a little bit faster because so I'm used to flying into busy airports yeah. where they make you fly fast. So it, that must be a New England thing because I also fly fast approaches, but which we, always we bites all, me in the ass. <laughs> we, we all learned to fly in Bedford, which was, you know, there's three Gulf Streams behind you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. You're doing seven yeah, 360s in, on down. Get out of the way. And then you're cleared for the short approach and you got to slam dunk it in there. So, I mean, yeah, Lakeland. Yeah. And actually, um, little side note about Lakeland, the hurricane hunters just uh, moved their headquarters there. I, I was uh, I was taxiing one night there. I had just landed and it was nighttime. We'd mm-hmm. been flying all day from the Northeast down there. And a pack of coyotes ran across the taxiway in front of me. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm glad they're on the taxiway, not the runway. Because yep. I would have chewed them up and oh, had yeah. a very long night. Yeah, lots of paperwork. It's accessible to the, the little community of Lakeland out there, too. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some decent hotels. If you're going there to use that airport as, you know, as a, as a rest stop, it's outside of Tampa. It's far enough outside that you don't have to deal with the hustle and bustle of Tampa, which is yep. technically a Class B. It's not a very busy class B, but it is a class B. And it's a good airport, good restaurant, good accessibility, mm-hmm. modern, everything. Another one that you've been to that I haven't been to is Fort Lauderdale Exec. I've, I've, I've heard about Fort Lauderdale Exec a lot, and I think it's one of those airports that hopefully at some point that I will get to fly to because I'd like to go fly in the Bahamas. Yep. Which we'll hopefully cover in an upcoming episode. Or down to the, alert. Yeah. <laughs> or down to the Keys. So that's, I think that's on my bucket list as far as flying goes, is I would love to go fly to the Bahamas or go fly down the Keys or, or do some Florida flying. So FXE, yep. yes, I've, I've flown there several times now. And again, they've got a great restaurant right on the right on the field there. And I forget the name of it, but it's, uh, it's the restaurant's actually only owned by Banyan and it's all gourmet food. It's accessible from both sides. It's very, very good food. Okay. It is a proper, you know, a lot of the times the restaurants end up being, you know, for the lack of a better term, the greasy spoon type places. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get at. It's, you know, one of those, like it's five table, you know, a lot of these airport restaurants are five tables and it's, you know, it's burgers and fries and chicken yeah. fingers and this is more of an elevated dining experience. Ooh, wow! Look at you with yes. the big words. It's a busy airport, FXE. Yeah, there's uh, from the land side. It's very much. It's very congested because there's a lot of development right that's encroached on the airport. Sure, but there's also a designated aircraft viewing area that they have with like bleachers and tables and stuff, so you can picnic out there and watch the airplanes come and go. Oh, cool. Which is one of the nicer things that I think uh, airports should be having. Right. It's I, I've flown to the the keys from there mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful flight. They send you they send you out of there and it's kind of fun because they'll put you out over the water. They'll have you depart the airport, fly towards the water and then turn south. Yep. And as soon as you're over the water, you can turn south and they'll have you be at 500 feet or below. So you don't interfere with the departure and arrivals for Fort Lauderdale and for Miami. So they'll keep you low as fast as you want, 500 feet or below well, altitude, your discretion below 500 feet. And 200 knots. Oh, 250. 250. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not doing in the Cirrus. Wait, are you class in class Bravo? Are you under uh, under the Bravo? Yeah, you're under the Bravo. Isn't it 200 under the Bravo? Mm, I don't think so. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. Fast. Whatever. But it's altitude, your discretion below 500 feet. Yep. You're literally eye level with buildings. Yeah. I've seen videos awesome. of that. Yeah. I've seen some videos of that. So I, I really enjoy that airport. It's a, it's a similar to where we learned how to fly. It's that, that hustle and bustle. Yep. It's that you got to be, pretty you got to be airport. quick. You got to know what you're doing. You got to get in, you got to get out of the way. You got to do all those sorts of things. And I, I genuinely 
that's the style of airport that I like. Yeah. So there's we're going to do a couple rapid fire ones because these are kind of near and dear to our hearts because we have some sort of connection with them. And I'm going to actually go backwards from the list that we have here. So one that's on here is Sanford, Maine. And talking about great spots for food, Sanford, Maine has an awesome restaurant. In, I've never actually eaten at it. I've, I've eaten there a number of times. So it's a really good restaurant. Again, it is it is one of those greasy type spoon restaurants, but it has a lot of history. There's a lot of things that happened at Sanford, I guess. And they have all of like the newspaper clippings and stuff like that posted yep. up there. I believe Air Force One went in there one time. Sure. So it's kind of a big deal to them. And it's it's in Maine and it's in Sanford, Maine. And it's kind of one of those airports that you'd only know about if, if you've done flight training up there. It's a great, yep. great airport to go to for uh, your cross-country requirements that you need to do. Yeah, that's, that's 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 where I went. I've got the stamp in my logbook that yep. says arrived alive, Sanford, Maine. <laughs> and that was I remember when we went through uh, primary flight training, that was like the thing that everyone was like, you got to go there to get the stamp. Yeah, I, I don't remember the stamp. No one ever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I mean, I got the stamp. It wasn't nearly as exciting as everyone made it sound. Right. So the next one is Martha's Vineyard. And I think it's one of those ones that's just on our list because it's one of those cool destinations. It's an island. So you get to go fly to an island, which is kind of rare. And it just, I mean, it's a gorgeous, a gorgeous flight, especially in the summertime when you see all the boats and you see some really cool stuff out there. Actually, it wasn't, it was kind of in the area. It wasn't necessarily at Martha's Vineyard, but down along that Southern coast of New England, I got to see a a sub, which was kind of cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Like out in the water? Yeah, uh, it was coming out into the water. It was down by Groton where they build the subs. Yep. And it was going out. It was going out to sea, and we were flying right over it. That was really cool. I was like, "That's oh. awesome!" Yeah, that was super awesome. Yeah, I like uh, Martha's Vineyard. I had uh, one of my good friends, Ryan, was uh, worked at the airport for a while, so I would go down and visit him. And there's a again our theme: mm-hmm. delicious food. Right delicious there. food. Oh that, yeah, I forgot the, they have a restaurant. The there. restaurant right there is is super delicious. The airport is super accessible mm-hmm. unless the weather sucks. Then yeah. It becomes super <laughs> inaccessible. Yeah, that's a summertime thing right there. Uh, it's beautiful. It's yeah. you know and that's a thing that I love, you know, and I, I talked about this a little bit before we started recording here, but flying, you know, recreational flying in the Northeast versus recreational flying in Texas. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the recreational flying in the Northeast because you just take off, head to the shore. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's airports there. There's cities to check out. There's islands to fly to. There's mm-hmm. Long Island. Yeah, I there's, guess there's a lot of stuff. And you take off from here and it's beige. Yeah, I guess I <laughs> guess that's what I... I, I they're two different things, right? Flying down here and flying up in New England is, is two different things. Yeah, and I, it's I, completely different. I, I, now I see what you're saying about yeah. enjoying it more up there because the diversity, there is a bunch of different stuff. You can, one day you can go fly up in the mountains or, yep. you know, that same day or, you know, another day you can go fly down the coast or, yep. or, or something along those lines. And you've got, you know, you can do, when I've done this trip before up in the Northeast with my mother, which is the, the, the fall time foliage yep. flying, yep. which is, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And down here again, beige beige or super green or super brown beige for days yeah <laughs> but the one thing that's nice is there are the airports down here are pretty friendly um i think there's some tough uh, uh, it's just the people down here just yeah, yeah yeah I, but i think there's there's more there's definitely more airports you might not be able to use all of them but there are airports everywhere yeah like i'll just be flying along and i'm like why does that look like a strip and i look down and i'm like Oh yeah, that's that's on the chart here. It's somebody's private strip that they have. Yep. There's a lot of those. Yeah, there's a lot of that down here, which is nice. Yeah. And I'd love to be a part of one of those communities. Sure. But I think for me in the Northeast, you have a lot of GA airports that have the restaurants that we're talking about. So yeah. there's a reason to fly to that airport. Right, right. Versus down here, there's restaurants 
roughly near yeah. the airport. So yeah. you either get the crew car or try to Walk. find an Uber <laughs> in a very remote area. Yeah. yeah. So there's some challenges to it. And it, sure. it, it does it does make the taking people flying for the first time a little bit more tricky because there's no destination. Yeah. There's no, we're going to go out and see if we can find some whales or, you know, <laughs> go, go check out the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that, that makes sense. I do. I do understand that. And then this next airport is, I think, just near and dear to our hearts because we have such fond memories of it. Um, Hanscom Field, which is just outside of Boston. It's a, it used to have uh, two very large flight schools on it. Now I believe it's just the one. Just the one, yeah. And it is like a mecca for corporate aviation. So a lot of companies that are headquartered in Boston or sports teams or um, just a lot of corporate jets in general fly in and out of there. And when I was getting my license, I was flying weekdays after school and there was a lot of corporate traffic I had to deal with. So, you know, you're, you're mixing with the, I don't want to say the big boys, but you know, you're, you're mixing in the faster ones. Yeah. You're mixing in with some, some jets and it makes for an interesting dynamic when you're training, especially coming down here. Now it's not so much that I'm worried about bumping into corporate jets or corporate jets bumping into me. There's just aircraft everywhere. Yeah. And it's a lot of smaller stuff down here. I feel like a lot of, uh, similar sized aircraft that I'm flying. That's Bedford is probably my number one most used airport for me in, sure. in, in my logbook. So, and I was doing a lot of, so I've done a lot of flight training there. Mm-hmm. I've also done a lot of up and down the East coast that originated there and terminated there. So for me, and this is going to get a little sappy and I apologize, <laughs> but there are a few places that feel more at home to me in an airplane than short final for runway two nine. Oh yeah. I, I over one twenty eight. still have a very, clear picture of my, I haven't landed on that runway in 10 years. Yeah. I've got a very clear picture in my mind of what that looks like Yep, because I've done it hundreds of times. Oh yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a comfort, comforting airport for me. I have always enjoyed it there. I could probably rattle off the taxi clearance to the West ramp. Like right now, I'm yep. not going to do it cause I probably don't know it, but <laughs> you know, you, you know exactly what you're going to expect every time. And I, it's just, I think it's just something that we've developed. It's that you, we probably have the same experience if we flew out of an airport down here. Did I ever tell you about the time I was, I almost dumped it on two nine because of a uh, low level wind shear. No, I was coming back from, uh, it was a pilot for hire trip that I was doing in the Cirrus and mm-hmm. I'd taken customers out. Plan was to take them to Rochester, but the wind was so bad that we ended up there. They requested that we land. So we landed in Albany and they rented a car and drove and I turned around and came back and it was, it was bumpy and they didn't like that. It was bumpy. Got it. But it was also a strong one. So came back around, went to go land and I got a strong, strong cross gust as I'm flaring and it knocked me up and over and I was like full power and gone and blasted right out of there. But it was, I had to be inches away from scraping a wing. Oh boy. And it was, it, it not only rolled me, but it pushed me at the same time. So I was like, and I was like, we're going, we're going. There was, yeah. Yeah. Came back around and greased it. Oh, of course you did. (laughs) Of course you did. Get it right on the humble brag. Did you, do you switch to five or two, three? No, you just went no, back. It to was, it, it wasn't just coming from here. It was variable. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it was one of those place. days where you're like, I think the wind's coming from. Nope. It's nope, way it's over, over here. there. Okay. Oh, it's over oh here. geez. Oops. Oh boy. Yeah. It was a, it was a fun day for flying, but uh, huh. I still got paid. Oh, <laughs> So this last airport in this little group here, I think is just kind of, we have to mention it, right? It's a special airport amongst GA flyers and all flyers, uh, I think, if you will. And that airport is... Whiteman Field? 
Whitman. Whitman. No. Whitman. Whitman? Oh, crap. Now we what, do, what do we call it? Oshkosh. 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 Bagosh. And I have flown in there, and it's uh, for the show, not yeah. any other time of the year. I kind of want to do it this year. Okay. I well. say it every year, and it's typically around December, January time frame where I'm like, I got to go fly, and I want to go do the flying things. And I'm like, you know, I got to go fly to Oshkosh this year. You know, I should probably look at, I, I need to do a better job of long-term planning to secure time frames on the airplane. So maybe I'm, maybe, uh, maybe I'll take a look and see if the airplane's available and just book it. You're ridiculous. Now. You're bad at long-term planning period. What are you talking about? I'm you're, a planner. No, you're That's not. my wife. No, you're not. You're, you're the one who books a flight like for the next day. <laughs> yeah. But in my mind, I know what I'm going to do <laughs> just because I haven't done uh, it. Okay. So we're talking two different things. Yeah, right, yeah, got, yeah. It, got it. Got it. Got potato, potato, P- potato, tomato. <laughs> what? But it's a, it's a great airport. Um, I don't know outside. I imagine it's still good outside of the show, but the experience of flying in there for the show with the multicolored dots that you have to land on when yeah. they're landing multiple aircraft and it's just it's sea of airplanes. Organized chaos yeah. is probably the best way to describe what it's like to go in there. And it's an experience. If you're a GA flyer, you got to do it at least once because it is a great time. It's going to, it'll, you'll, there's a pucker factor for sure. Every now and then you're like, woo. What's that guy doing? Okay, he's going over us. <laughs> yeah, you got to be you got to be on your game too. I think with with yeah operating the aircraft, yeah, right? It's, it's, it's going to be a morning edition. Well, if we could play yeah play on words for a moment, yeah. I don't, and it's also one of those things that you don't go in there in an airplane that you f- have like ten hours in. You got to know that airplane. You got to be able to. No, flying the airplane should be second nature by yeah. the time you go in there. Yeah, you should have that level of familiarity where you're not looking at what you're touching in the airplane. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it all on feel. Yep, because everything that's happening outside the aircraft craft is going to require your complete attention. Yeah. And you get a lot of people that, you know, maybe not a lot, but there's usually one or two people that are a little bit more green behind the stick and they, you know, because you're flying slow and you're making tight turns. So Mm -hmm. you're in a scenario where you can easily stall the aircraft if you're not paying attention. In a a very uh, vulnerable state. Yeah. Yeah, And it happens. It happens to people that fly jets. I mean, I can think of one. We've seen that there too. Yeah. Yeah. There's one in particular that comes to mind. Yep. And that's, that is Oshkosh. Do it. Okay, there's two more aircraft, uh, excuse me, airports on this list, and these are the not top tens. These are (laughs) these are just notable as the worst airports ever invented. So we already covered one of them, which was Orlando. We discovered we unanimously agreed. We (laughs) unanimously. I love I love that I said that while you're taking a drink, so you can't. Yeah, so I can't I can't do anything about it. Yeah, (laughs) he shook his head. Yes. Yeah. No. For the viewers at home, he disagreed. <laughs> but uh, there's there's two other airports that are on this list. You want to go with your yours first? LaGuardia sucks. Now, <laughs> that's they, a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> bold move. The place that they affectionately refer to as La Garbage. La Garbage. Yeah. Which is French for the garbage. Which is French <laughs> for this terrible airport. But I've actually never been to LaGuardia. So problem, LaGuardia has a problem. Their problem is land, right? So it's like Logan Airport. It's on the water. It doesn't, it's, it's, you know, borrowing land, right? For their, for their airport property, but it's just poorly laid out. It hasn't been maintained very well. It hasn't been updated. They're actually going through a huge update right now to hopefully bring it to 2018 standards. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So close. It's so funny because they, you know, they do these like huge projects in hopes that, you know, what they're forecasting for traffic comes true, right? And it doesn't 
vary either way because I think a lot of these airports are make or break, right? So you had a lot of like Midwest airports that had huge hubs for for air, air, airlines, and then they yeah, get because back in the day you needed to have a stop halfway across the country. Well, yeah, not only flying coast to coast, but not only that, but there was a lot more airlines out there. Yeah, there was you know Midwest and all these other ones. Braniff, yeah, Braniff. So they had you know maybe that's why I think Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee was probably a pretty big airport at one point, and it had a. Yeah. I think it was Midwest or, or something like that. Well, you see a lot of those secondary Midwest airports now that used to be huge airports like uh, Kansas City yeah. and St. Louis yeah. and Wichita was a big commercial airport at one point also, according to planes, trains and automobiles. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you see, I think it's just one of those things that a lot of these airports were, were big in their day and they just forecasted wrong and then they just got stuck. And yep. LaGuardia, I don't know if that's necessarily a, a factor in why LaGuardia is so rough, but I've just never had a really good experience. It's crowded. There's not a lot of room. It's again, one of those airports that has like two seats in the gate area. Yeah. And if you're not there 17 hours before your flight, you're not getting a seat or, you know, there's always some sort of the New York airspace is pretty complex and there's always some sort of delay. And I feel like it always just affects more affects LaGuardia more than any of the other ones. I don't know if that's based in reality or truth, but I just, I've never had a really good experience there. And as I've mentioned, I've never been to LaGuardia, but I have been to JFK. Yeah both as a pilot. I have flown a Cirrus and a JFK before. Oh, cool. And as a passenger, and it's uh, it's a dicey airport. On my, you know what really grinds my gears, uh, airport list is relatively close to LaGuardia. Yeah, what do you know? It's uh, Newark. Yeah, I've never, I've maybe been to Newark once. You're not missing anything. Yeah, I don't think talking. I am. I've you, driven by it a number of times. It looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looks super cool. It looks super cool from the highway when you're doing 65. I actually drove by it uh, last week. Uh, spoiler alert. To recap of <gasps> our holiday travel, oh. I did not get stuck anywhere. Yeah, everything went according to plan. And Jokes on everything you. Everything went perfect. So eat it, you naysayers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which my, was just me. My least favorite. Well, it's one of my least favorite. Also, yeah. is Newark, and that is a major hub for the airline that I fly on. Mm -hmm. And again, it's grown beyond what the master plan of it was. Sure. In terms of operations per day and operations per year and so forth. Also beyond what the actual infrastructure can handle in terms of passengers. So that place is just an absolute, it's an angry mob of people moving through an airport. Yeah. Because New Yorkers are- a, Nice people. They're more direct than yeah. we're probably used to. It's yes. probably the most polite way to talk about those a-holes. <laughs> and- uh, <laughs> You're just winning over our demographic right here. I don't think New Yorkers are our demographic. Mm -hmm. I think mom and dad are our demographic. Yeah. By the way, JFK, great airport. <laughs> you just got really crappy. You got really crappy siblings over there. The uh, Newark. What was that? That was just this corn. Oh. Sorry. Newark is it's congested. Yeah. I don't recall the last time I flew into Newark where we didn't make two or three turns in a hold before landing. Oh, really? Every single time because of the congestion of getting in and out of the airport. Huh. And then once you're on the ground, you're waiting for a gate and uh -huh. it's there's not a lot of places to sit inside the lounges they've so they've been going through the process with Newark over the past couple of years of updating the actual terminal and the lounges and all that stuff so there the amenities inside are getting better sure and there are good restaurants and like I said there are secret restaurants there right cool that the the elite of the elite premier 1k such as myself have access to humble on a reservation basis <laughs> <laughs> the lounges are Okay. Yeah. It's just so impossible to get from point A to point B there. And if you're flying out of there on a regional jet, 
It's it's a third world country once you get over into that terminal where they have those regional just it's a, they they herd everybody into you know a gate area mm-hmm. that's got like ten gates in that one area so it's just pure chaos. I feel like that's all the regional connection. And gates. then they bus you out to an airplane. Oh jeez, <laughs> it's that garbage system. Uh. It is. I flew through there last holiday season, and that was in the time period of. And this is going to be something that's going to be in the grinds my gears category okay. also as well. Is the non-service animals posing as service animals. Oh, yeah. That really grinds my and gears, too, for a number of reasons. animal dookie everywhere inside uh, that terminal because dogs are just going to the bathroom because they're animals sure. that aren't meant to be inside an airport. Terminal. Right, right. That And obviously, their owners are just oblivious to what they're, what they're doing, not only to the animal, but to other people. Yeah. It's a tough airport. I only fly through there if I absolutely have to. Yeah. And it's very, very rare that I fly through there Unless I absolutely have to, because <laughs> it's it's tough. It's tough. You're gonna miss your flight. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna an stress you out. Experience. Yeah. yeah, it's all the negatives. And it, fortunately, this time of year they also get snow. Hello, and shut everything warm. down. But I like to when I'm flying back into Dallas and I need to make my connection, I try to pick Houston. Yeah. I go to the Northeast a lot, and by that same logic, I should be picking Newark because I can drive from Newark if I miss my connection. I see what you're saying. But yeah. I also still will avoid it, and I'll yeah. go to Chicago or Dallas or Houston. I would say Houston, if you've followed along to any of our episodes, uh, warm the, warm yeah. climates. So Do you want to give us the geographical divide again of where you think I warm climates? I hate you. I hate you. This episode's over. Goodbye. This episode's <laughs> this, this episode ne- is nearing a conclusion here for sure. Are there any on the any airports in? So we're we're coming here to the end of 2019. Sure. Are there any airports in 2020 that you're going to for the first time? Now, of course, I can't. I, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you had anything in the books that. Like I'm trying to think of there's. So we're going to. I'm going to LAX next month. Yep. Uh, let's see here. I might be going to New Orleans, but I've been to New Orleans before. So New Orleans is a new airport, though. I, I don't know if they've opened the new airport yet. Oh, really? Yeah, they basically rebuilt oh, same were, same runways, but yeah. they're, they're getting rid of all the terminals and they built a whole new collection of terminals. Oh, that's what they were doing? Oh, yeah. the last time I was down there, I was like, what are they doing? This is really yeah. close to the runways. Yeah. But, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm excited for that because hopefully yep. we'll be going there. But yeah, I just didn't know if there was anything that was notable for... I don't, beyond the next 30 days, yeah. My life is a mystery to me at the moment because uh, of you know, some work stuff that we're working on that's consuming my entire bandwidth right now. I, I have I'm, I'm literally planning trips for November of next year. That's dope. already. Oh, uh, but that's the thing. It's like, well, even, even for vacations for us right now, because our life lives yeah. are so up in the air with the schedule for the for the kids right now. Sure. We are planning another Disney cruise for next year. But yes. uh, us too. That's that November trip I was talking about. Yeah. I think ours is going to be November, summer. November. Well, we're not going to do November. I'm because just messing. Kids are in school in November, right. and you're not going to do it for two weeks. Yeah, we're going to do Eastern Caribbean. Is what we're going to do. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Anyways, that and more on a future podcast. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Life Adventure PS and Instagram Life Adventures Pete Simpson. views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely that of the collaborators and do not necessarily represent the thoughts or opinions of the authors, employers, organizations, committees, or other groups or individuals.